2: in this country without regard to party politics and now here's Michael Cargill.
0: Good good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Eight seconds. That's what we're talking about eight seconds. Young man in Minnesota was sleeping on the couch in Minnesota and the Minnesota Police Department executed a no knock warrant, a no knock warrant. And within eight seconds shot and killed this guy laying. He was laying on the sofa. He was a gun owner, had a license. Apparently uh, he had a license to carry a handgun um, for Minnesota and a legal gun owner. And he woke up. He was just sleeping on the sofa. He was not part of the warrant. His name was not mentioned in the warrant. He just uh, uh, allegedly was just sleeping on the sofa, spending the night at someone's house, and woke up to the noise of someone yelling and screaming inside of of the apartment. And within eight seconds, he was shot and killed. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Uh, And he did have a gun. On the table, and he did put his hand on the gun. It, and he did have great. By the way, he had great finger placement because his hand, his finger was on the slide, not on the trigger. Great trigger uh, discipline. Great trigger discipline. That's what we call proper gun control. That's right. And we we do have a picture of this also. Uh, the great trigger discipline. Uh, but the problem, you know, and and every gun owner in America should be upset by this because, you know, what would you do? What would you do if you're sitting on your sofa? You're laying liberal,
3: down, sleeping on the sofa. In your
0: deep sleep, you know, it's nice and cold and frosty and you're up underneath the covers there and all of a sudden you hear banging screaming out of a deep sleep. Deep sleep. It takes you it takes you minutes to comprehend what's happening around you. Minutes This guy was shot and killed in eight seconds. Eight seconds. Yeah,
3: he's still disoriented
0: from waking up. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. 1001, 1002, 1003, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Standing there seeing Jesus in eight seconds. And these cops had a key to get in, so they did not even knock. How do you know? How do you know you messed up without saying you messed up? How do you know, you know what? I think we screwed up, but I don't want to say we screwed up. But I'm pretty sure we screwed up. How you know how to say that, Zach? Oh. You released the video of the third cop coming in the door.
3: Oh, you don't release the video of the first cop. Not the first
0: through. cop. Not even the second cop. Let's go ahead and release the video of the third cop going inside the door. I think actually the
3: fourth cop coming through the door. <laughs> yeah. the other one went right into the kitchen. That is correct.
0: So he's the fourth cop in the in the room in the uh, the apartment there. Uh, cop number one goes in, cop two goes in, cop three goes in, goes into the uh, kitchen there, and he's the fourth cop back, and that's the vid- the dash cam they release. Oof. That's how you know you screwed up without saying you screwed up. We messed up, but we don't want to tell you we messed up. <laughs> so they know something's wrong with this. Uh, and, and it's eight seconds. Man, it was too quick. No-knock warrants. We've got to get rid of no-knock warrants. Uh, time after time, you know, we've, we've seen cases because, honestly, the first one who gets to the gun and fires wins. Think about that. The first one who gets to the gun and shoots wins. Mm-hmm. So if this guy, legal gun owner, sitting on the sofa, if he was a little faster and he fired shots at them and took them out, he'd have been justified because we, we have what we call a castle doctrine. Someone enters your home, you know, you perceive them to be entering your home unlawfully. Yeah. Thing. You're justified using force. They're the force to stop him?
3: So I know we talked a few weeks ago about a guy who shot a cop coming in his place without a warrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this still apply? Does the castle doctrine apply when it's police who announce themselves as they
0: come in? Let's talk about the Brianna Taylor shooting. Everyone's familiar with Brianna Taylor in Kentucky. That was a no knock raid as well, right? That's right. That was a no knock warrant. And uh, here's here's how that laid played out. Well. The police execute a no-knock warrant. They went inside the apartment. The boyfriend inside the apartment did not hear what was going on, did not hear them announce themselves as law enforcement. He wakes up. He pulls out his gun. He starts firing shots, you know, through the door. The police are having shots fired at them. They return fire. Brianna Taylor is shot and killed. Well, the police are covered because they had a warrant, and they're covered under the warrant. The boyfriend is covered for shooting at the police because of the castle doctrine. Someone enters your home unlawfully, uh, you perceive them to enter your home unlawfully, you can use force, daily force to stop them. So he was, you know, no charges. Charges dropped against him because he was justified in shooting at them because he thought that someone was breaking into his apartment. They were justified in shooting and killing Brianna Taylor because they had a warrant. And in, in order for them not to be justified in doing what they did, something would have to be wrong with the warrant, as in they tricked the judge and getting the warrant. Or uh, they lied to get the warrant, or there was you know, some kind of error, a mistake with the warrant. So it covered that apartment. Here's where the police officers went wrong. They went wrong because when they fired shots, they shot the neighbor's apartment upstairs. And the warrant did not cover the neighbor's apartment upstairs, it only covered the apartment that Brianna Taylor was in. So when they're firing shots at that apartment, they were covered. Shooting, killing Brianna Taylor, they were covered. Shooting at the neighbors upstairs, they were not covered. Because that apartment was not named in the warrant. And so that's where they went wrong. And that's how that works. So, you know, you look, there's no-knock warrants. A very, you know, very something that's very dangerous. And I think we need to get rid of no-knock warrants. Yeah, it's real
3: dangerous. I remember uh, a few years ago on the show, we played a clip of uh, basically the police. They, they thought they were saying on the loudspeaker, hey, 7605 Darwin Lane. Or whatever the street was, I'm just making it up. Right. This is the police. We're coming in, and the guy was saying that inside the police van, but he was unaware that the loudspeaker was not actually on, so he was not even announcing that he was coming in, that the police were coming in.
0: I I can't. I think it was a female cop, but uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. The cop did not know that the microphone was not turned on, Uh and so they were saying inside the police vehicle in this. Nice expensive vehicle, but the speaker was not turned on yeah. outside. He forgot so the, to turn it on. Right, so it's one little button you got to hit, and that button was not on, so the people inside the house did not hear it. The kid inside the house had an AK-47, start firing rounds at the police. He sent them in the retreat. They went crawling back back to their vehicle. He never knew that this was law enforcement, and so he fired shots at him, at them, and he was, you know, to me, he was justified. But guess what? they kid, they convicted him. He wasn't like the boyfriend of Brianna Taylor. He went to jail. He's still sitting in prison Ooh. now. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Touray. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill.
2: Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All
0: right, so we're back and we're talking about news that's going on around the world, man. And you know what? We we got a I don't know gun nerd. What do we call you? (laughs) Firearm nerd extraordinaire, or as I like to always joke, dork behind a counter. Okay, yeah, we got the gun nerd in the studio here. we got He's got a gun he's going to talk about. What gun are you going to talk about? So
4: I called it, uh, this is something I came up with. Just, Just tell me the name of the name gun.
0: This would be the Slovenian A-Rex All right,
2: hold arms. on. We're going to
0: come back to that. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that Slovenian. Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, what is it? A-Rex. A-Rex. Rex talk... Delta da, Gen 2. All right, so we're going to talk about that. So hold tight. We're going to see what gun this is, and, you know, we're going to, Talk about where it comes from. We're gonna, you know, talk about the caliber and the different sizes we can get for it, and how slim it is, and and what gun is this competing with? You know, because a lot of people coming out different guns, they're competing with other guns. Going to talk about that. But you know what? Uh, Joe Biden says he's coming after your guns. <laughs> That's right. Again. <laughs> uh, so Biden come administration. On, man. <laughs> The Biden administration announces that he's cracking down on illegal ghost guns ahead of his uh, new little New York visit there just before the storm rolled in.
4: So, does that mean we're going to have to start uh, banning 3D printers? How
0: is that going to work out? It it depends on what they're calling ghost guns. You know, it depends on what he puts in there because a ghost gun could be any gun you make at home that you don't serialize, you put together. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be 80% that you're building out, that you finish out, don't put a serial number on it. So, you know, it just depends on what they're talking as a ghost gun.
3: So the P-80s that is commonly referred to as the common ghost gun that is sold uh, commonly, right? Okay. It is basically a firearm lower with extra pieces of plastic that you have to remove before it is a working firearm. Okay. That is... The most common of ghost guns, aside from the 3D printed lower, which is a little less common because you need an entire 3D printer, right? right. Whereas a ghost gun, which is a P-80, they call it a ghost gun. You can just buy it from a website, right? Mm. But there is the... Ingenious Cody Wilson of Defense Distributed genius that has now come out with the zero percent extraordinary. Do you know about the zero percent, Michael?
0: The most dangerous man on the on the web. You know about the zero? Yeah, yeah. I know a little bit about it. Go ahead and tell me.
3: All right, it's a beautiful just piece of art and engineering. Okay,
0: so think of the
3: zero percent as three pieces of a lower. Right, a lower split into three pieces. You have the lower lower which is the uh, trigger guard and kind of the the trigger well and then the lower part where you attach the uh the pistol grip to and then you have the buffer tube ring and then you have the lower upper which is the part of the lower where you have the uh, magazine well sort of drilled out of and then the section the rear section of the lower where the trigger fits into above where the actual trigger that you put your finger on goes into right mm, okay and the trigger and the steer are in the upper lower all right so the upper lower Cody sells you a block of aluminum a rectangular block of unfinished aluminum that you then put into the ghost gunner and the ghost gunner mills out those holes. For the trigger and for the magazine well. Mm. And then you bolt on the lower lower, which has the the trigger well and the the pistol grip part that you bolt into. Okay. And then you also bolt in the buffer tube ring on the back. Mm. What do
0: you think about that?
4: I'd say that's uh, quite a bit of work, to be what? honest. That's a
0: bunch of malarkey. <laughs> 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 Shut up, Mr. President. <laughs>
4: I would say that is quite a bit of work, but holy crud, for those who can actually pull that off and get that to, you know, because this does take a little bit of time to mill out.
3: Well, you need a Ghost Gunner 3
0: as well. You need a Ghost Gunner 3, mm. and you need certain... So you can't
3: use a Ghost Gunner 2 and this upgraded software? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Okay. I can't remember. That's Cody about I, Don't that. quote me.
0: We got to get Cody on the show to talk
4: about yeah, that. Yeah, time oh. to get Cody. But for those who can actually bolt it together, because there is that thing where you have to make sure everything lines up right— mm-hmm. For those who can bolt it up together and get it to work properly, holy crud, that is one beautiful machine. Mm.
3: Okay, all right. Yeah, what are they going to do? They're going to outlaw blocks of aluminum? You know the, you know the
0: thing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm gonna, The, the I'm, thing that goes up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to start wondering if they're going to start forcing background checks at Home Depot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to buy solving units? Yeah, we're going to have to run a 4473 for that. <laughs> How
0: far do you go? Well, the Biden a administration super son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> say that on the radio. Can you say that on the radio? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I guess that he's the president of the United States, he can say whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, so the Biden administration has announced plans to crack down on illegal ghost guns and firearms trafficking along the East Coast iron pipeline just in time for the president's visit to New York City, you know, he did that this past Thursday. So President Biden, you know, actually came out and gave an address uh, that the new effort, uh, you know, that Attorney General Merrick Garland, you know, that guy that we're suing in in federal court, (laughs) Merrick Garland. And by the way, we're suing uh, Attorney Merrick Garland over the the bump stock. And so this week, uh, the Gun Owners of America and also the NRA did a brief. You know, in support of our lawsuit against the federal government. So we're happy of that. Thank you, Gun Owners of America. Uh, thank you, National Rifle Association, for joining the fight. Appreciate that. And hopefully we'll get this case to the Supreme Court, because what happens with bump stocks? If we're able to win there, we can win with everything else. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, so among the slew of measures is the Justice Department's new National Ghost Gun Enforcement Initiative. Which aims to clamp down on homemade firearms that lack serial numbers used to trace them. So I don't know why they're stuck on that. You know, what's this whole thing about serial numbers? I don't know why they're stuck on that. I have no clue either. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, so the Department of Justice effort will prioritize bringing federal charges against people who use ghost guns as well as those who sell or transfer guns used in a violent crime. So what you should do is, if you're gonna build your gun, your own gun, you know, make sure you build it, keep it at home, you know, or keep it, you know, with you. Don't sell it to someone else, and then you should be fine. And you know, make sure you get a good attorney, you know, and get that case dropped or dismissed, you know, so you don't get convicted of a crime. Exactly. You can defend yourself with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I joke, you know, because when you're at home, you defend yourself, you know, you really don't want to use your good gun.
4: Oh no no no! I uh, I have a two hundred dollar piece of junk junk that I use for my personal protection.
0: (laughs) And it's it's funny. At the house, yeah, I want to make sure I keep. You know, I don't want to use my really good gun, my expensive gun, because that's the gun you use to defend yourself with is going to be confiscated by law enforcement. And police don't like to give those guns back. Oh no no no
4: no no! They (laughs) they get the nice ones. They're probably uh, I can guarantee you they are taken out of evidence locker and taken out to the range and putting it back in evidence locker.
0: All right, so uh, we'll, we'll see what he comes down with. And, and actually starting February also, another thing they're hitting the gun stores with, they're apparently going to make sure somehow, I haven't seen any, any notification from the ATF yet, but apparently gun stores have to make sure that every gun they sell, they have to let the customer know that they you know can provide them with some type of lock or safe or something for that gun. So they're starting something a little more. It's supposed to start sometime in here in February really quick, really soon. But I haven't seen anything from the ATF just yet you know, on that. So once we get documentation from the ATF, then we'll be able to tell you because we haven't seen anything, any documentation, other than what the news reports have released. So we'll see what happens there. All right. um, so tell us about this gun. So, so A little we, bit. Just a little bit. Just give, us, right. give me a little teaser. So this little teaser,
4: we have... A cross between a Glock 19 and a P365XL. Glock 19.
0: Show me a Glock 19. What does that look like?
4: Yeah, I have a Glock 19 right here. This would be the Gen 5 Glock 19 Austrian goodness ever since 1980. Mm Mm-hmm. 15-round magazine standard capacity. Oh, it will still take that 17-round magazine out of the Glock 17. Or if you really want to play some games, the 33-round stick mag, go ahead and take that out the range and throw your finger in the trigger guard and do some Sicario. (laughs) We are officially going to do the safety check. We are empty. Oh, and finger, of course, always off trigger. Always. So this is your Glock 19. Mm -hmm. I would say this beats it out most definitely. Why?
0: Because Glocks, you know, they test those Glocks really well. Mm-hmm. They drop test them. Oh, yeah. They drop, drop. them in water. Yeah. You know, and, and Glocks always fire. No matter what, the Glocks will definitely fire. So Glocks always will fire. However, yeah.
4: they are chunky. They are thick. That is H I C. Are you saying
0: Glocks got a big old old? Yep.
4: Oh, yeah. They got a dump truck back there. And I will say this. As a personal ex-Glock owner... Ex
0: glock owner, he says,
4: they are bricks. They are heavy,
0: <laughs> really. So, mm-hmm. so and they do
4: push your pants out if you are trying to conceal carry. so this is
0: heavy. So how heavy is this other
4: gun we're talking about? Actually, not much. It's a bit lighter by about two ounces, which yeah. is a big, significant difference. Mm-hmm. But I would say I'm going to tell you the most, Ingenious
0: part of this whole thing after the break. Yeah, two ounces mean a lot for the ladies. You know, they know the difference between two ounces. You know, they know the inches, feet, two ounces. Mm -hmm. How far can I go there, producer? (laughs) your actual gun owner your actual gun owner after caring for a while
4: will notice minute differences of Mm -hmm. about two ounces to four ounces even if they are almost about the same size
0: of gun that's right if you're not sure ask your girlfriend uh so when we come back from the break we're going to talk about that and a little more we're going to talk about man you know what uh in minnesota um let's see not minnesota California stolen guns. Do you know some guns? Hundreds of guns were stolen from trains in California. Go figure. Oh boy. Hundreds. They're not even want they don't even want to tell you the real number, but a lot were stolen. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk it. Peace.
2: This is
0: Two Ray. You're listening to Come and Talk it radio with Michael Cargill.
1: talk 1370 the right choice
2: welcome back to come and talk it and now here's michael cargill all
0: right so and and just so you know our call in is 512-643-5483 that's 512-643-5483 so you got some questions for us definitely give us a call Talk about current events. Maybe there's something breaking that we're missing right now. Call us and let us know. 512-643-5483 or 512-643-LIVE. Definitely come and talk. It. All right. So we got a question for you there, Matthew. So someone says, you know, they're not an American. Mm-hmm. You know, they're from another country here. Uh, they're in another country, but mm-hmm. why are bump stocks such a big deal?
4: So the idea is that if a government entity can re- regulate one simple accessory, the idea is um, if we let them do that, how far will they go? How far will we let them go? And how much will they let? Uh, will they take from us? So That's- it could get to the point where it pretty much sa- they pretty much say, "Well, uh, you're regulated back down to cowboy action revolvers and um, lever action rifles." But wait, we're going to plug half those barrels up.
3: Well, look at California. They have already outlawed magazines more than 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. You cannot have certain features on your gun like a pistol grip on your rifle. Of right? course. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, and your wonderful Glock 19 Gen 5? That's actually not considered legal under California roster. <gasps> you actually have to get a Glock Gen 3, which <gasps> is the only reason why Glock still manufactures because of certain, um, I would say, uh, old requirements such as microstamping and other things that the Californians have vetted on a Gen 3 that they have yet to vet on a Gen 5 and are not willing to vet on a Gen 5. What is microstamping? Microstamping is where you have a small, teeny, tiny, almost microscopic amount of lettering on the firing pin itself that really? transcribes it right onto the primer. <gasps> so the casing has
3: the uh, stamping of whatever, stamp on it?
4: Yep, so the casing will have the stamp of whatever the uh, uh, whatever uh, the serial number of the gun used. Are
3: you serious? That's the idea. <laughs> so there's not just the serial number on your gun, there's but tam- every casing that your gun shoots out yep. has that serial number on it as well, pretty much. The
4: Californians do like to have that happen, yes.
3: What about the rest of the guns? Do they also have that, but we just don't know it? possibly
4: or, it's hard to tell uh, we don't i don't know the entire nuances of california uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to say ah!
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel
4: like and cock in there. Like, oh, I know. Holy crud! Pardon me. Pardon me while I go ahead and just un—I un- gotta uh, for my hair. Real the quick.
0: things, the things you don't know. That's why you know mm-hmm. micro stamping. Yeah, you ever heard of policing your casings? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually
3: watching the Amazon Prime uh Reacher series. Mm-hmm. And everybody in that show picks up their casings. Mm, now you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. gonna,
0: like I like to say in class, you gonna learn. That was today. in Georgia, though. <laughs> but I'm in... sure it was filmed in California. You gonna learn today? <laughs> thought mm-hmm. I told you. Yeah. So all of the casings
3: from yep. California compliant guns.
4: Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then the other thing they do is they do background checks on your ammunition wow. as well. So not we, only do
0: you, have- you know what we, I love the things that we talk about. We talk about this stuff, and then ten years down the road, someone's gonna say breaking news, <laughs> and like yeah, oh, I didn't even about this know 10 about 10 this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I did not even know that California did this micro stamping. Yeah, they wanted you, to. You go
4: learn. It's today. just really, really almost impossible to put that on a firing pin.
3: Hey, so Gen threes have that.
4: Gen 3s possibly have that, but they also are more like bare bones. What do you
3: mean they possibly have it?
4: It's hard to tell if the uh, micro stamping is actually something capable because of how small of a laser and how small that you have to do this stuff, which also could possibly degrade the firing pin's capability of actually sna- sending a primer downrange. So mm. if
3: you look at the tip of your primer under a microscope, then you could possibly see the micro stamping?
4: Mm hmm. Possibly. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh my goodness.
3: Oh, that's something uh, to be checked out. You uh so get home.
0: W- when it comes to uh, the ghost the uh, bump stocks. No the bump stocks, yeah. So uh our friend here says standing your gr- it's not about standing your ground, it's it's about letting them mess with your rights. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of And it a- came from the it came from the uh the Las Vegas shooting. So talk well, about It's about that.
3: standing your ground too, right? It? Yeah.
0: Well it, it's, it's all about, about keeping l- what you have Well the gut the, the Bump stocks only were used in one crime, and that was the Las Vegas. Yep, Supposedly used. Suppo- Allegedly.
4: Allegedly. Um, where are, there are still many of us who still say the cyclical rate that was heard was yeah. more belt-fed, full-auto, yep. actual uh, machine
0: gun, and that they
4: just dropped a bunch of those. I've which heard just, that which as well. I've heard this,
0: comparisons. And the, this guy was rich, and he had machine guns. He had suppressors uh-huh. anyway. So mm-hmm. he could have used whatever he wanted to. Yeah. Because he had the tax stamp for them all. Mm-hmm. But we're just saying he used a bump stop. You Mm -hmm. want to
3: hear something really crazy that I heard? Preach. Okay. So when this whole, uh, it was Mandalay Bay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when this shooting happened in Mandalay Bay, there was uh, a lawsuit brought against Mandalay Bay. And Mandalay Bay tried to say, oh, well, this had never happened before. That was kind of their defense. Wrong. But it had turned out that with this discovery, uh, of previous records that Mandalay Bay lost this lawsuit because I think the year prior or two years prior, somebody else basically tried the, the exact same, same thing. thing, but they were caught before they could actually commit the crime. They mm. tried to bring a bunch of guns to a hotel room that had some great view and a great window and to try and shoot out of those windows, but... They were stopped by security before it actually happened. Mm. And Mandalay Mm. Bay tried to say in this lawsuit that it had never happened, but it turned out that it really did try to happen the year before.
4: Mm. And the other big thing about the bump stocks is that it was not done through proper channels either. So it was just an executive order that gave ATF carte blanche to basically ban this and turn them into law enforcement. All that ATF is is a regulatory agency that is oversighted by the Congress. So Congress is the only one who could actually say, we're going to pass this that says this is now illegal. You go ahead and regulate it. Under what administration? Oh, wait, that would
0: be, um... Not this one. Nope, that would be the big fat orange man. <laughs> That's right, just so you know. Can't trust either one of them. I don't care if they're Republican, I don't care if they're Democrats. You gotta watch them both. Can't yeah. trust neither one. Obama it made
3: it so you could carry on Amtrak. And
0: national yes, parks. Yes, we can. Yeah. And in national parks, national parks too. That's right. So you got, you know, and I'm not touting this horn. I'm not tooting this horn at all. I'm just yes, saying, we
3: can.
0: <laughs> you gotta watch them both, left and the right. Mm-hmm. Can't trust neither one when it comes mm-hmm. to your gun rights. I'm mm-hmm. telling you now. Only one you can trust is yourself when it comes to your gun rights. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it, uh, that's a whole other game. I only all trust right. one person with my gals, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk about these gun thefts out of California. Yeah, the, the Republic, the Republic of California. So, man, don't you mean People's Collective? Is that is the People <laughs> Republic? Is that what it is?
4: I always thought it was a collective. I mean, they are all they all act kind of um, red, be, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you will be assimilated.
0: So we got a video of this, man, I'll tell you, and we're going to run this video here with no volume, but out of California, Los Angeles police officials say that thieves stole dozens, it's actually in the hundreds, of guns from trains out of California headed West. <laughs> so, you know, we got trains headed to Texas, you know, they're headed to Kentucky, Pennsylvania, guns, you know, going all over the country. They were stolen from California from the trains. And what happens is the trains pull in. Wait a minute, hold on. You said
4: California. California. Don't they how how on earth do they have the strictest gun laws
0: and it still happens? The strictest gun laws. The strictest. And yet somehow this miraculously happens. I don't get it. Yeah. So <laughs> basically what happens, the train pulls in. And right where they switch cars, you know, or changing things, you know, maybe changing drivers or whatever, you know, they come to a stop. And at that point is where thieves go in and they just break. They And they, all they have is little padlocks. They crack open the padlock there where there's a FedEx, you know, whether it's a UPS uh, trailer or FedEx trailer or USPS trailer or just a container. You know, it has guns on it, Amazon packages, all your stuff. You know, is on this train, and we're talking hundreds of cars. You know, you know <laughs> that are on this train, and they go in, they break in, they steal stuff, steal Amazon packages, they stole guns, hundreds of guns missing, have not recovered it. And so, when it comes to the 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 train, there, they have a the train police. You know, for uh, the company that that runs the train. And so they haven't reached out to the police department. The police department says, well, we're not going to do anything about it because the train police, you know, they haven't reached out to us NASA, for assistance. And since they haven't asked us for assistance, we're not going to step in and do anything. So this continues to happen. Trains pull in. People continue to break open the trains and steal them, you know, steal stuff out of the trains every single time they come through. And this is an ongoing thing. And it happens every single week in California. Hundreds of guns stolen on the streets that are bound for you know the western portion of the United States or central part of the United States.
4: Let's go back to last
0: week. You said the ATF can't do anything until the police generate a report. Is that correct? That's great. So the report's got to be generated with the local police department. And then the federal government, the ATF, since it's interstate commerce, you know, stuff travels across state lines, that's when your federal authorities step in. Your FBI, your ATF, your DEA, they step in and, and – do the investigation from there but the report is generated at the local the police department level
4: so everybody's hands tied because the um train cops don't want to admit they are incompetent
0: that's right train cops don't want to say hey you know we're under staff we can't handle this we got you know hundreds of people running in you know breaking open trains you know daytime nighttime evening time you know and you know it's only a couple of us and there are hundreds of trains you know we can't you know, we don't have uh you know, hundreds of police officers, you know, to be able to stand there on the tracks and make sure they don't break into these trains while they're stopping, doing their their change it changeover or whatever. Hilarious. I
4: That's, guess we need to make uh train theft illegal err and just say you make, better make, stop it. Illegal err ourselves.
0: You said make it what? Illegal <laughs> err. Illegal err. <laughs> make train thefts like illegal err. I like that. Illegal err. <laughs> A little more illegal. Illegaler. I'm going to start using That'll it. stop them. That'll stop them. We're going to make it illegaler.
4: And you better stop this or else. Or we're else. G-
0: we're just going to make it even more illegaler. If you don't stop, it's going to be illegaler. <laughs> oh, goodness. You got me doing it now. I got to stop. Okay. All right. So we come back from the break. We're going to talk about, um, let's see, uh, the ATF. Uh, apparently, there's a secret database. And we've talked about this. We have. we have talked about this years ago. But someone's come out and said, hey, breaking news. The ATF's got a secret database. We've mentioned this before, people. we talked about this, I want to say, almost 10 years ago. You know, We talked about how the system works, and no one's paying attention. You're not listening to us. We're telling you, how does the ATF get the information of what gun you own? Inside your home, how does the ATF, how does the federal government know the serial number, make and model of the gun that you own? I'm going to tell you again. Yes, we're going to tell you again how that happens. How the federal government knows what you own and how they put that in a database and keep it and it's searchable. Okay, we're going to tell you this once again. We can go through from A to Z on how it happens and we're going to break it down for you. So listen up, get your pins. Remember this so we don't have to wait 10 years down the road again for someone else to say, Ooh, we found something out breaking news. We just got educated. Fool, we've told you this once before. Once again, you're going to learn today. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking.
1: Hi, this is Stephen Wolliper, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talking. 13.7, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
0: I'm mean, really enjoying the comment section today. You know, we got some people some good comments, I'm telling you. So someone says, I saw a California MG42 for World War II. It was stripped almost bare just to make it somewhat legal to own, but you couldn't fire it. What do you think about that gun nerd?
4: <sighs> Reminds me of that one horror story, 100 guns made 50 imported to the US. We're talking one of my favorite gals ever, Walther 2000. One of her ma- one of her dummy links got sent over to the wonderful state and got oh so messed up. <laughs> you know, Probably a $1 million dollar rifle now turned into a $400 hood ornament, uh wall ornament.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we got caught up in Cal you know, talking about California and uh Thomas says, you know, but the mayor of San Diego is going to make legal gun owners have insurance. You know, you got you know, if you're in San Diego, you gotta have gun insurance now, you know, Zach. Gotta have gun insurance.
3: I mean kind of what you'd expect out of them,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So man, so companies gonna they're gonna do good good in California, at least in oh, San that's Diego. That's why everybody's leaving California. And droves. And mm-hmm. they're coming here. That's the problem.
4: I'm just ha- I'm just happy that the majority of the ones who come to our store actually uh, believe the way we do. Yeah, I hope I just hope they vote the way we do. Exactly that too. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's, it's fine. It's different
4: from yeah. There's one thing about talking the talk and then
0: there's walking the walk. Yeah. Good thing we get their emails and we can remind them. <laughs> 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 All right. So man, I came across just another story in California. This is not gun related, but it's hilarious. A California family discovered that in the middle of a funeral. That the casket for a loved one had a wrong body. Uh, how do you do that? That is wild to me. Is that is that Dave in there? No, no, no. Who is that? That ain't Dave. Who is that in there? I know. I know. It so it's like a lore or something. It was like it was Fresno, California. So apparently they're having the funeral. And halfway through they noticed, you know, that's not Auntie Auntie Jan in there. That's uh that that looks like Kevin. <laughs> You know, you know, it's it's like that's wild to me. It's like it. sad. It really is sad. It, is, it really sad, sad. is sad, but
4: it reminds me of Death at the Funeral, mm. the movie. Yeah, the, that? that movie. Yeah, Death at the Funeral. That's what it
0: reminds me. How of. How do you do that, man? I tell you, and, and I thought you know, and I I have this thing about you know my family members being buried. You know, I definitely want to before the funeral starts, you know, I have this thing where I've gotta see the body. I need to know what I'm who I'm talking to, mm-hmm. you know, before we start yeah. the service. So I, I have to see this, you know. I just don't wanna see an empty a box sitting up there not knowing what's inside the box. Yeah, now mine's, yeah, mine's gonna
4: be yeah, mine's be easy because all you're gonna do is stuff me into my gun safe along with my Sapo and my <laughs> Mosin chine and
0: drop me right in the ground. <laughs> yeah. So I may I may plan mine so I can just wake up in the middle, and just stand up.
3: <laughs> so you're gonna not give your guns to your relatives.
4: <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> you know what my relatives would do to all my girls? They would put them underneath a steamroller. Oh no. Uh, maybe oh. you can get new relatives then. Um I, I'm I am so <laughs> trying my hardest. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> mm. Getting new relatives. You can give them to me then if you want. <laughs> you can have my family, that's cool. <laughs>
0: And there'll be listings. You can, you gotta... <laughs> they don't listen to me ever. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the ATF. So the ATF admits that uh, there's a secret database Oof. of nearly one billion gun records. One billion. Hmm. That's not a surprise hmm. because I'm going to tell you why that's not a surprise. Okay, so here's how it's happening. We've talked about this years ago. I want to say anywhere from five to ten years ago we talked about this. And I, I've talked about it a couple times since then. You know the way this works is whenever any gun store goes out of business or closes, those records go to um, West Virginia, and the ATF puts all that system in the, that stuff in a database and is searchable. Uh, so they're keeping those records. Also, do you know that when you do multiple sales, any border state, any border state where that state borders another country, California. Texas, um let's see New Mexico, this is Mexico, maybe uh Arizona, Illinois, you know, um yeah, uh, Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, you, all your northern all your northern uh, New York, all your you know your states mm-hmm. that border another country, Canada or Mexico two two guns or more, two handguns or more, two long guns or more, in a five day period a transfer to a person, that gun store has to report that person to the NICs, to the FBI, to the ATF. So they have to fill out a form and fax it in. On that form, all your information, you know, everything about you, everything about that gun, the make, the mall, the serial number of that gun, is sent in that day to the federal government because they have to. That gun store has to do that. Now, the only gun stores that don't have to do this is going to be for, like, loan guns. So if a gun store has a... As a manufacturer's federal farm's license like we do. We don't have to report long gun sales. So it doesn't count for receivers. So if you're worried about, man, I just picked up 10 lower receivers. It doesn't count for lower receivers. And if you walk into Central Texas Gunworks, you know, we don't report long gun sales. But we, will, we do have to report the handgun sales. So if you buy two or more handguns in a five-day period, and we can't tell you this when you walk into the gun store. You know, because we tell you this when we walk into the gun store, we're stuck in justice. So we can't do that. So we have to fill out this form, and it's all generated automatically. Honestly, so once you fill out your firearms transaction record, the 4473, the way our system works, it generates it automatically, and boom, it submits it and, e- and sends it off in email to the chief law enforcement in the county that you live in, and also to the federal government, and it does it same day, immediately. Happens really quick. Happ- and sometimes. Some cases it happens before you walk out the door. <laughs> it's just that quick. So keep that in mind. What are you yeah.
4: I was gonna add, yeah. So that's that exactly what happens. And like he said, receivers don't count, long guns don't
0: count, a long gun and a handgun don't count. So if, if you, if, if and that's if the the federal firearms license dealer has a manufacturer's, manufacturers. license, right? Yeah. So it's just you know they, they, they have that information. So all that stuff is in the database. So you get you got those sales, you got this, the the transaction record from the gun stores that have gone out of business, and then you have traces. So, you know, we, people lose their guns. Guns are used in crimes. And so when the ATF calls to do a trace on the firearm, they're getting the 4473 or they're getting all the information from the, 40, from the 4473 over the phone. And they're putting that information into the database as well. So they're getting a lot of information. So if you ever – your gun's been stolen, you've, uh, your gun's used in a crime, that information, everything about that gun is put in a database along with everything else. And it's a searchable database. So they have millions of guns in a database that's searchable that they can figure out, you know, you know, everything about. So there is a database that's out there. And this is not a secret. We've talked about this. You know, we've laid this out for you years ago. You know, so it's, just, it's not something that just – they. I guess they just finally admitted this. But we've already known this. So just so you know. And we're talking 850 million records.
4: We'll just call this a worst kept
0: secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, it, just keep that in mind. You know, so it's yeah. in, in total, ATF manages 920 million six hundred and seventy six hundred and sixty four thousand seven hundred and sixty five records, you know, as of November of 2021 in that database. That's nine hundred and twenty million six hundred and sixty four thousand seven hundred and sixty four as of 2021 of November. This includes digital and estimated number of hard copy records that are awaiting image conversions.
4: So That's a lot of cargo containers because that's a whole lot of paper.
0: It's a lot of paper, and they're converting that stuff over to a searchable database. So we've, we've told you this before. It should be no surprise to you. Um, and I'm not trying to teach anyone how to skirt the law, you know, but if you're concerned about – I mean, I can tell you this on the radio, on the radio show. So if you're concerned about the government knowing what you have you know, and I can tell you this, you know, here on the radio, I can't tell you this in the gun store at all. But what what I would do is, hey, you know what, I would go in, I'm an enthusiast. I would go in and get one gun here, you know, you know, wait about, you know, two weeks, get another gun there. You know, that's how I would do it. Uh, when it comes to your, you know, lower receivers, it doesn't matter for lower receivers. You know, make sure your FFL dealer is a, as a manufacturer's license. And then you can do your long gun sales, not teaching you how to skirt the law, just saying, you know, if you're concerned about the government knowing what you have.
4: Yeah, me, me, my broke little dork self, what I do is I just put everything on layaway and I pay off <laughs> one thing here and I'll finish paying off another thing here, pay a bill there, pay a bill there, pay off another gun here, and there, and there. Most of the time it just irritates this guy because he's like, why aren't you coming to me?
0: <laughs> so it's, you know, it is what it is. What do you think, Zach? I mean... Does that shock you? Are you surprised?
4: No, not at all. <laughs> You're not shocked or surprised? No. And his eyes glazed over. Yeah.
3: I mean, how could I possibly be shocked at that? <laughs> mean, so there's this great clip that I actually played for you on the way over here. You mm-hmm. remember that one? Which one? About the tobacco executives. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The big seven tobacco executives of all the big seven companies. They go up before Congress, and they testify. The congressman asked them, hey, do you believe that tobacco is addictive? the nicotine is addictive and they say no mm. we believe i do not believe that nicotine mm-hmm. is addictive Next. all seven of them i do not believe that nicotine is addictive they Next. all just say it right before congress
4: mm. yeah sad uh huh <laughs> uh-huh. what do you think uh i think yeah the, pardon me but um for those who can see this this is my shocked face
0: yeah I'm real <laughs> shocked
3: about that just like
0: this Real shocked. And then also Thomas asks, you know, what about the justifiable use of your firearm? Is that sent sent up? Yes, yes. it is, because there's a, tr- there's a trace done on that gun. Even if you're justified in using your firearm and they do a trace on it, yes, a trace is done, and that is sent to the government as well, and they know everything about that gun. So they, yep. they confiscate your gun when you use it for self-defense. You know, any gun that's used, it's confiscated. There's a trace done on that firearm and a complete trace of everywhere that gun's been. And that's, that's put in a database.
4: That's why Sabre of Roses
0: just stays in her nice box. <laughs> that's right. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Chloe On Noir,
1: and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All
0: right, another quick little thing here I want to talk about before we get to the gun nerd here, and that is, man, Joe Rogan. He's in trouble. What's wrong with Joe Rogan? What, what are they doing? To, I like Joe Rogan. Why do he mess with Joe Rogan? Well, it started with Neil Young. Saying that leave he joe wanted, rogan
3: alone yeah started with neil young saying hey spotify either pull my music or take down joe rogan's covid misinformation
0: right
3: Ooh. oh so they're he, coming he, after i read it out for co, for covid misinformation oh not the N- right well no no this is what they started coming after him for right okay. and they started attacking him for the covid misinformation and then uh, who was it? Uh, who are the three guys? Freedom of speech that uh, Neil Young sang with. What's the name of that group of three guys? Uh, not Simon and Garfunkel, but uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. Right? They wanted their music pulled off too. And then a bunch <laughs> of other people. What did Millie Vanilli said? Hey, we'll pull off somebody else's music if you don't take down Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, and now the latest out. thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the latest thing is that India Ari came out with this supercut of Joe Rogan saying hate. racist things, saying the Every, n-word it was, on his it was earlier stuff, keep, podcast of, and it was taken out of context. It was totally taken it out, of, take context. But, out hey, of context. But hey, you cannot even say the n-word without being a racist. Mm. Piece of garbage okay you can't even say that anyone who ever says that even just saying that you can't say it that is racist Mm. okay so he said this on his podcast and she took the supercut of him just basically saying n-word 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 (laughs) n-word and then she released that and basically said hey spotify take off my music too not just because of that but also because Y'all only pay artists point zero zero three percent of a cent. It's for not every about play. that. Yeah, she just wants but more. You pay more. Joe Rogan hundred million dollars.
0: So basically, she just wants more money for her music. So we'll pay her more money, and she'll be fine.
3: Yeah, yeah, but she says that uh, Neil Young opened this door for her to walk through. So a very funny, a funny, very,
0: and, very, and, very hilarious link. In some rooms, we call that prostitution. But go ahead.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> let's, let's check out this link. Okay. Uh, follow along here, mm-hmm. right? Neil Young calls for Spotify to take off his music unless they take Joe Rogan off for mm. COVID misinformation. Okay. Okay. Next part of the link. Joe or uh, Neil Young sold 50% of his back catalog music to Blackstone. Okay. Okay. Huge investment company. All right. Who's that? Or sorry, he, he sold his back catalog to Hypnosis, which is owned by Blackstone. Okay.
0: All right.
3: And so? One of the newest senior advisors of Blackstone is the CEO of Guess Which Company. Oh Lord. Spotify? Uh no. Uh what? I don't know. Who would benefit from COVID misinformation? Oh, pharmaceutical company. Which one? Oh my
0: god! Guess which one? <laughs> don't say Guess which one? No! Not, not, what is it? Pfizer? Not Pfizer? Yep. No, <laughs> no! Are you serious? Lovely. Oh my yep. goodness. The plot thickens. Yeah. Uh-huh. One more time, producer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Are
3: you serious? Uh-huh. Yeah, so the company that has their, one of their senior advisors is the CEO of Pfizer. Uh, they own 50% of the back catalog music of okay. Neil Young.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
4: That is something that I can give a shocked face for.
0: <laughs> I'm not shocked about that. Yeah, not surprised. They, they don't think you're stupid. It is they, shocking, though. They know you're stupid. <laughs> they don't ever think you're stupid. They know you're stupid. <laughs> you don't even care. They're like ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> ha 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 ha. All right, so let's talk about this gun.
4: All right. So, let me bring us back to the Glock 19 Gen 5. We have the standard of the standard of measure ever since 1980. This thing has been called compact. This thing has been called midsize. This thing has been called a service pistol. The Navy SEALs swear by this guy. (laughs) No joke. They sold all their uh, P226 MK24s for this thing. Actually, my bad. The MK23, one of my favorites, not going to lie. Wonderful four-star. Different game. Uh, Nothing to see here, folks. Anyway, (laughs) out comes this little guy from Slovenia. Mm. Same barrel length. Same almost overall length. Same almost overall grip height. We're looking at about a 0.4 ounce difference. And then comes the width. The width on this puppy is 1.18 inches wide. Mm. Glock is still a thick girl at 1.1 at uh, 1.34. Glock standard magazine, 15 rounds. The Slovenian Rex Delta Gen 2 standard capacity magazine, 15 rounds. Oh, wait, there's a small extended base plate setup for 17 rounds. All at the same exact height and, uh, height and length of a Glock 19. How amazing is that? I just wonder
0: why this mag looks so dirty for it to be brand new.
4: Probably just a little bit of some oil residue that yeah. gets on there and all that stuff from shipping. That's typically what it is, yeah. and preservative stuff. That's all that there is to it. Yeah,
0: it's, it's funny because we've shot thousands of rounds through this magazine here, this Glock mag, and it's, it, it's not near as dirty. And it, I'm just surprised by that. Thousands of rounds.
4: These are usually, so the way it works is uh, some companies, uh, yeah. yeah, some Look, companies, yeah. Glock, the brand new one. They and like the, the brand new one. one.
3: That's a new Gen Five feature, having the orange follower. Right? Yeah, that
4: too. That's a Gen Five feature, but yeah. So it just depends on what. The uh, so the way it works is it's when dirty. these guns get shipped in, um, typically, uh, brand, especially the brand new ones, yeah. what will happen is the companies that ship these will mm-hmm. give us uh, will cover and saturate in some sort of oil, right? Gun oil. And so I get this all the time. Why is my gun so greasy? Well, we want it greasy. Otherwise, what happens is a dry gun in storage has its worst enemies. Water, air, temperature. All those will cause rust, oxidation, and all other manner of destructive uh, properties that will eventually degrade the firearm into a useless piece of metal. And this is a Glock 19 Gen 5 MOS, correct? This one is actually a Glock 19 Gen 5 MOS. Yeah, okay. So what that means is there is a small cut on top of the slide that mm-hmm. allows for a uh, red dot or a reflex sight to be installed, Call and, of Duty style. And this one here, you
0: can also add a red. A red oh dot.
4: wait, yes, they actually installed a red dot optic here so, now. So you can put a red dot optic. Yes, on Yes, you can one put too. a red dot optic on there. And the way it works is they give you multiple different plates that will fit multiple optics from multiple companies, so you can kind of play around with your optics. Normally how a pistol would work is if it has no slide cut, you have to take it to a gunsmith, do a $170 milling job for a single red dot. Once again, mill job for one red dot. It will only ever fit that red dot. Meaning if your red dot either has an issue or you're not happy with that red dot, you have to buy a whole new slide for your gun. When it comes to the modular system, they give you multiple plating mounts. Each one of those plating mounts will cover, say, three to four different manufacturers of red dots or reflex sites. So now you're only out a reflex site that you can easily pay, uh, sell on the private market.
0: Okay. What's the Krusty Krab? What is that?
4: Krusty Krab? Oh, that's a, that would be a SpongeBob reference. Okay. Is that a person's <laughs> name? Uh, the Krusty Krab was the hamburger
0: joint run by Mr. Krabs in Spongebob. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just curious. I got to get, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm getting older, and you know, I don't know all these little terms. <laughs> but, you know, I got to get up to date on that.
4: Yeah. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> all right, so what's the cost of
0: these? Actually, they're
4: not bad. So your standard Glock 19 Gen 5 on our website goes for 562 13 The M series, which is what this one is. This is a, a Rex Delta Gen 2 M model, which mm-hmm. just means midsize, runs for $499. Now, there is two other models. We have the X model and the L model. The best way to describe these is an L model is a lot more in size uh, as far as the length and height to the Glock 17 at 509 And the X model is a hybrid. So that would be the seven, the L's frame on the M's slide. So it has a uh, M-sized barrel at 4 inches but a 17-round overall capacity of the uh, flush fit and then a 19-round extended capacity on the extended magazine. And they both have trigger safeties. Yes, they have trigger safeties, they have reversible magazine catches, and they are 100% ambidextrous. So I can actually drop the slide on either the left side of the pistol or the right side. So if I'm left-handed, I can use my thumb instead of having to either use my trigger finger or do the
0: slingshot method. Now, for the Rex, is the, the magazine release button on both sides, or is it on just one it's side? It's
4: just one side, just like a Glock, but it and is you reversible. Can, you can yes, flip it over to the other side. You can flip it over to the other side. Okay, good, for our lefties, because mm-hmm. we want to make sure we take care of our yeah, lefties. Yeah, we take care of our lefties. And it also looks like, maybe I'm wrong on that. No, that's just a little minor... Yeah. Uh,
0: Portion where the barrel's been cracked, and then what about the sights on that one? How are the sights?
4: Sights are actually not bad. They are a unique pattern. So you instead of your standard three dot sight, or as the Glock would be, mm-hmm. football through a goal, uh, football through a goalpost. This is a white dot, backgrounded on a black,
0: uh, no dot rear sight. Is it a night sight? No, the, it's a just standard? a standard white. Okay. It's just a
4: standard white dot. So just uh, like night. the Glock,
0: you'll have to upgrade to the night sights if you want. Yep. Okay.
4: These are metal, but the cool thing is, for my eyeballs personally, I prefer this sight setup on the Rex versus the Glock because I have nothing on my back sights. So what usually happens with my eyeballs is, um, bear yeah. with me for this demonstration, but my eyeball, eyeballs do this on my back sights. Mm-hmm. So they jump from dot to dot. Okay. So I have to actually paint my back sights over. These are already straight jet black. Nothing has to be done to them for me to work with them.
0: Okay. All right. Awesome. All right, we come back from the break. We got a couple more things to talk about with you guys. So hang in there. Uh let's see. Uh, I got a question. What are the thoughts about the creator of the FGZ9 ghost gun dying of a heart attack after police raided his home? You think there's something murky about that? We come back from the break. We'll Jay talk Stark. about that. Jay Stark cuz we we talked about this. We played a video from Jay Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk it. Uh-
1: Hey, this is A.W.R. Hawkins with Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
0: right. So the question before the break is what about the FGC nine? And the creator of that was actually actually died on suspicious circumstances. Yeah, so basically the police raided and his home. Uh FGC nine creator. And he's his name is his code name is Jay Stark. And so his cause of death is cardiac arrest. So I'm willing to bet, you know, he and we talked about this last year. You know, we showed the video of J Stark. You know, and talking about uh, 3D printing, talked about the FGC-9, and he fired it. You know, we showed that video and all that stuff, and so yeah, it's you know, a very very suspicious death there. Um, willing to bet they probably went in, tased him, and he probably had a heart attack from the taser or something like that. But you just never know. Yeah, just never know Mm-mm. unless unless they released a like a video of what actually happened.
4: Yeah, so. I doubt they'll ever release that video. But as we know. Yeah. No matter what, you can't stop that signal. Once it's out, it's out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we got we got we got brown we got 3D printed Browning lowers. We got 3D printed nineteen eleven uh Ford magazine fed lowers. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So the uh so instead of it being your standard nineteen eleven, the magazine sits up front. Mm. Kind of like uh the CZ Scorpion. Mm-hmm. No, not uh, Evo 3S1. We're talking VZ61 there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I always say next man
0: up. <laughs> you know, whenever one falls,
4: mm. next man up. Oh, yeah. No, so. we have AK lowers. We have M16 lowers. And somebody, I believe, was it? I can't remember if it was FAL or if it was one of the um the other style of big honkin' rifles. But I, believe, I do believe it was FAL that was actually given the latest uh, 3D printed series. All, right, so All in
0: multicolor, too. Let's go over to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So the state of Georgia may eliminate the need for a permit to conceal carry a handgun. So they may go constitutional carry. So they're debating this in Georgia right now in their capital. So the idea got its first response at a hearing at the Capitol on Tuesday of last week. As lawmakers discussed, proposed legislation that focused on what gun enthusiasts called constitutional carry. Now, the election year bill would make it easier to carry a concealed weapon in Georgia. And there are worries this would put new guns and weapons on the street. And, you know, one senator says, you know, a Republican lawmaker who represents uh, a portion of Georgia there says, you know, that's you know, patently false. However, other lawmakers continue to express concern as the bill was read during the committee. So there's no barrier to carry under this law, according to one senator. Ah, uh, the Democratic Whip there. Uh, Democratic Whip says, you know, who actually represents like Richmond County there? Questioned what doing away with a concealed weapon permit would do. For now, those who want a permit must apply through their county's probate court. People must fill out an application, submit a think f- a background check, and pay a fee of seventy dollars. Man, I remember when I was in Georgia, I was stationed in, at Fort Benning there, and I got my Georgia concealed handgun permit i just went down to the to the court there uh to the judge there and i i paid like eight dollars for it it was cheap Mm -hmm. i did a thumbprint paid eight bucks didn't have a photo on it boom i was out of there
4: that's interesting that they wouldn't even ask you like a they wouldn't even like give you a uh standardized uh test on their laws oh it
0: was quick it was a quick background check and everything and boom i was out i love that
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, georgia
0: was very easy and then florida i got my. I think I got my Florida first and then my Georgia second. And then, you know, I got my Texas when Texas came out with theirs in 95.
4: Yeah, we're still one of the, uh, I would say, one of the more comprehensive um, when it comes to getting your license to carry because you actually still have to uh, make sure, sh- you have to show that you know the law with a written exam and you actually have to show proficiency with a firearm on
0: a live range. Now, according to one uh, lawmaker in Georgia there, they said Arizona went constitutional carry back in 2010, and they say the aggravated assaults actually went up. So I'm curious about that. I'm going to have to go back and take a look at some of that stuff. So so we'll see what happens with Georgia. Mm -hmm. We keep an eye on the state of Georgia and see if they pass Mm -hmm. constitutional carry, because currently about 21 states have some form of constitutional carry, whether you're a resident. Some states say you have to be a resident of the state in order to carry without a permit. Some states you don't say you don't have to be. Texas is a little different. Texas says anyone who comes steps foot in Texas, you're 21 years of age and up. You know, you fit a certain criteria there. You can openly carry a concealed carry handgun without a license in Texas. And we still have not gone back to Wild West, have we? No, no. Nah. You know, but we have these new people that are moving to Texas, and they don't have a driver's license. So I tell them, you know, it's it's taking you six months to get into that driver's license office. Have no fear. It takes nine. You can days. get a gun license, a handgun license from Texas in three to four weeks. So if you're worried about getting your ID for Texas, come on, get your gun license. You can get that in three four weeks. That's Texas, the Lone Star State. You more get a gun license, fast, you and, get a driver's license. And more importantly, you
4: also know the nuances
0: of Texas law, whereas half the people who carry don't. don't. That's right. Uh, and then the Boogaloo boys, man, one of the supporters, uh, uh, the Boogaloo boys, there, and got sentenced to four years in New York City a ghost gun case. So a looks like a Kurt Thurkelson- uh, 40 years old pleaded guilty in December to the top count of third degree criminal possession of a weapon after he was caught with two untraceable firearms fashioned out of parts purchased online. The Manhattan district attorney's office said, and Thurkinson was led away in handcuffs immediately after his sentencing in Manhattan Supreme court, wearing a dark parker over hoodie there that showed off his neck tattoo of a bird. He was busted in December of December 15, 2020, after cops raided his first Avenue apartment and found the homemade 9mm pistol, 11 high-capacity magazine, and a number of gun parts, as well as a Kevlar, body armor, and a shirt that read, Kill Cops. So he's going to prison there. Uh, but you know what? Tell me a little bit more about these guns and holding up high so we can see them. So once yeah. again, uh, you know the, the difference between the Glock and the... You know, the so
4: the way I'm going to hold it is back-to-back, back so you can actually kind of see the difference in the width. Holy crud, is that one uh, in my left hand so much thinner? I'd actually prefer a much thinner carry, a gun for carry. Weight doesn't exactly matter to me. Uh, it does it just a bit. About the four ounces and difference is perfect. But when it comes to width, yes, that is major. To give you a little bit of a background, my parents are very, very uh, unsupportive of the Second Amendment. So I had to pick my dad up from the airport. I had something like this on me. I actually had a Glock 19 Gen 4. So here I am picking him up from his uh, local stop at the coffee house. uh, Somewhere south of the shop after closing the shop up. So I had not gotten a chance to actually change out of my work uniform. We go to Torchies, and I'm sitting down, and I have my shirt tucked out so that uh, my gun was concealed. But the thing is, that 19 printed so bad, even in the inside the waistband holster. Somebody commented, "Nice 1911." <laughs> 1911? <laughs> no, I don't have a Mo- Mo- two wheel war gun yet. I'm gonna get one, <laughs> just not yet. But anyway. Anyway, my dad said, my dad looked at me all horrified, like, what are you doing with a gun in my presence? So this would be a lot more of my personal preference if you're going into the concealed carry all-arounder. Reason why is because I still have the same profile and grip size as a Glock 19, so it's, more, it's very comfortable. Plus, I have some very wonderful grip stippling all around on the front and the back. And even for a little thumb pad, on either side of the frame by the takedown lever, where I can place my thumb for support. So I have all that, but it's thinner. So that means there's less printing that I have to worry about. Mm, okay. And then the price—you still can't beat that. I mean, five oh nine for an L frame, five four forty nine, four ninety nine for an M frame, 4, 4, $499 for the X frame, which is the L frame with an uh, L frame with the X slide. Or the uh, M-slide? Yes. I would definitely probably, if, if I were to pick any one of those, it'd probably be an X. I get the most grip, which means most comfort and most control. Capacity is a secondary thing in my mind on that part, because 17, 15, it's only two-round difference. Not a real big deal. But still, I have that taller grip, but it's still just as thin. 1.18 inches, yes, please. That is almost P365 thin. How they got that many round count in there, I don't know who they discussed with that. I don't know what kind of magic they were pulling off, but they did something. I don't know if it was like uh, Magic the Gathering. I don't know what kind of cards they were pulling out of their pocket to get this
0: done, but they got it done, and they did it really well. (laughs) All right, so a lot of people pushing the president uh, to nominate a black female for the next uh, justice seat there of the Supreme Court. You know who I think he should nominate? Anita Hill. Ah. Anita Hill. Oh, oh, that's come I, on, man. That's how I know my, <laughs> the age of the people that are in the room. <laughs> you don't know who Anita who? Hill is. Anita Hill. Uh, Anita Hill is an American lawyer, educator, and author. She is a professor of social policy law and wo- uh, women's studies at uh, Brandell's University. And she was actually uh, – she accused Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, of sexual harassment. And and she was involved in a hearing in, in his confirmation there. you know, And so – uh, it was a really big thing, and he managed to you know, squeeze through that and become the Supreme Court justice over that. So you know, that's why I said he should nominate her. <laughs> that's a joke there. It was just a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You were listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.